when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Mark Haynes. And I'm Julia Rayside. And over the next four months, we'll be taking you through the highs and lows of Strictly Come Dancing. All the winners. The losers. The huge name stars and the other ones. The inevitable relationship traumas. The gags. The pitiful gags. The awful, awful gags. The wonderful outfits. The complex structure of bets that could leave you better off by one million pounds. And everything that happens both on and off the dance floor. It's the curse of Strictly. Keep listening, subscribing, telling your friends and dancing. Pauling. It's absolutely awful. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello and welcome to the The One Show show and we are back. We took a break. I mean, to be fair, we had to. Have you ever tried watching The One Show every day, week in, week out? No, no, you haven't. So we had to take a break for our own sanity. Although the real reason we took a break over the last couple of months is that we simply couldn't stomach the fucking rickshaw challenge. That's done. It's over. Uh, Matt Baker single-handedly saved up to a dozen children who were so in need that he made them pedal a homemade tricycle all around the country in the rain. Well done, Matt. We all salute you. So welcome back. We may have had a break, but the one show certainly hasn't. It never goes away. It's always there in the background, waiting, watching. It's like the television equivalent of the herpes virus. I am John Holmes, and this week on The Green Sofas, a swear word on his live television show doesn't seem to faze Matt Baker at all. He's changed. Uh, Rod Stewart's shoe confounds a cameraman, and Matt Allwright isn't available to the public. Joining me to live the dream this week, our regular, he's back as well, for The One Show Show Show, Mark Haynes, an actor, improviser, writer, man, fawn. It's Alex Sivright. Hello, hey, everybody. Hello. hello. Here we are. We're back. Look with this. We're back. Uh, and you know what's funny? 
funny about that rickshaw challenge is oh. now it's over. I realise I haven't seen it mentioned in any print medium or other television medium. If you don't watch the one show, it does not exist. That's exactly right. I, I'd forgotten all about it until you mentioned it. There, do you see? And this is this is you're, you're you're absolutely right. I even accidentally watched a bit of Children in Need when it, that was on, and it wasn't on there either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. someone had paid enough money that they just threw that film in the Maybe. bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, as we've been off, what was interesting to me, just plunging straight back in, and I started with Monday, I think mm. you did. Alex, I did as well, it. yes. Um, was, it was just like we hadn't been away, because it started with Matt getting, got very excited, first of all, that there were going to be something to do with Sports Personality of the Year. Now we are live, and a little bit later on, we're going to be revealing the sixth and the final contender in the running to be crowned. Sports Personality of the Year 2019, everybody. <laughs> Very, very excited. First, it was like, <laughs> the rest of the BBC uh, are doing sports personality. Tonight, we get a turn. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was but, worth it, wasn't it? Look, I, know, I know it's a really hackneyed gag as well to go, uh, isn't that a, a contradiction in terms, sports personality of the year? Yeah. That joke has got more than a fucking scintilla <laughs> of accuracy <laughs> hidden within it. But getting excited yeah. about sports personality of the year takes it to a new level. I mean, to be honest with him, though, I would be excited as well if I got to introduce uh, Katrina Johnson-Thompson, because that's just a great name to say. <laughs> yeah, no one struggled with it, either, know, as you just did. Katrina Johnson-Thompson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nearly I mean, impossible. that's why I'm not a presenter on the one show. <laughs> no, there are many reasons for that. <laughs> there are, yes. <laughs> I don't know why they haven't asked me. I can't understand it. <laughs> oh, by the way, we should also point out that though we are back, yeah. uh, Alex Jones still is not back. No. She's still off on maternity. Leave. Yeah, motherhood changes a person, doesn't it? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. they look back and they go, I used to live a life that was full of just self-satisfaction or just bringing misery. I mean, <laughs> Maybe now she's sort of begun looking at her, her previous work and thinking, you know what? I led a very dissolute, a dissolute again. I'm right into the word dissolute today. I'm going to use it. It ruined the joke, but I'm happy to keep saying it. Dissolute. <laughs> I, I just think that Alex Jones is milking it, both literally and <laughs> metaphorically. That's what um, I think. But what, what, the, the bit when I just thought uh, it was like sinking into a nice warm bath of shit (laughs) (laughs) when on Monday uh, Rod Stewart was on so they'd already they made a big issue of decorating the couch with tartan and leopard skin cushions mm. yeah yeah shall we get the uh, yeah, get the yeah. couch ready get the cushions i've got the leopard skin Prop them on. oh yeah i always important. love a bit of yes. leopards we are giving, giving him oh. the full uh, rock star treatment <laughs> i i wrote here that uh, a couple of cushions is not quote the rock and roll treatment that he should have had no. but there was rock and roll treatment for him because then outside on the forecourt piazza uh, that's where rod stewart made his entrance mm-hmm. and and he came in miming to them playing a backing track of Maggie May, mm-hmm. but then the studio audience all joined in with it. So you've got this weird thing of a load of middle-aged, I'm going to say fat ladies, right, <laughs> all singing Wake Up Maggie, while Rod Stewart mimed along, walking on a red carpet they'd laid down. In, into the, I mean, it was, it was, I was just, well, this is brilliant. I mean, this is the same as it was when yeah. we left. It's the Rod Stewart, everybody! <laughs> And, and then it turned out they were from a choir. I know the Rod. Was it the Rod Stewart choir? I, I didn't really pay attention to that. No. But then there was a sort of tribute to Rod Stewart, mm. where they played the first film we got mm-hmm. on Monday was all about the history of Rod Stewart, and this was after he had to negotiate what they called a cobbled street 
of album covers <laughs> yeah. laid out on the floor. That he had to walk on. He basically I mean, had to negotiate. You could only see the top layer as well, the top yeah. sort of yeah. ones. And um, yeah, it's, oh. I, I just wish that they, the choir was singing Hot Legs instead when he, you know, when he stumbled <laughs> over them. Jeez. That'd have been amazing. And we've made a little cobble straight look out of just 31 of your own album. That is a lot of work down there, mate. Oh, a lot of work, and every moment was enjoyable. Yeah. It's wonderful. Apart from that album. Uh, absolute. Is that... <laughs> which one was that? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They're all, that... It's a joy to make music. Yeah. Yeah. Period, you know. Yeah. Also, I wish that Matt Baker was just honest and just gone, you know, all of our guests today on the sofa are old men. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. That's all we got. That's all you got. All we got. I like men. the fact that two tartan cushions on a sofa makes that sofa as legitimately Scottish as Rod fucking Stewart That's is. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The choir thing was, was odd. The film was weird. There was a bit... So it's like this tribute to him. So they wheeled out loads of people that have worked with him yeah. from behind the scenes, just saying, saying how lovely he was. Mm. And then his wife, because he's married to Penny Lancaster, isn't he? The, yep. the, the model, yeah. the former model. Yes. Yeah. Who's, uh, and I, I, I say this as a short man, but three times his height. <laughs> <laughs> it should be five times my height, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she was in the film saying how, you know, how wonderful. Her husband, uh, uh, what, what the millionaire. Did, oh, what did they Stewart. think she was going to say? What, you put yeah. her in there and go, yeah. sort of, well, I mean, you know, I hope she doesn't really sort of, you know, slag him off. It'd be nice if she said something good about him. Considering her job title is Rod Stewart's wife, <laughs> she, she's probably going to just say something about They've done this as well. This is a new thing they do with the guests where they go, how can we introduce them by having a thoroughly positive piece about them yeah. that is... Not just people going, oh, they're great. What's the reason behind it? What's the clever twist he put on it? Because they did the same with Andy Murray, where he came on and they got a load of kids from Dumbledore Primary yeah. School on Wednesday. Yeah. They got a load of kids to just say how inspirational he was to them. So we paid a visit to his old school to hear why Andy makes them all so proud. Twenty-seven years ago, Sir Andy started his education here. Today, Dunblane Primary School is celebrating its great Scott. Hi, Andy. Andy Murray went to my school. Quite amazing, just knowing like a professional tennis player has been to your school. Him, like his mum and Jamie, often like come and visit us in the school and um, they do quite a lot for the school. And the one thing they didn't do with that is they went back to Dunblane Primary School, which is probably the most famous primary school in Britain yeah. because of its association with the Dunblane air disaster. And they didn't mention that well, at no, all. It was an attack, wasn't it? Dunblane the... Um, oh, of course, yes. It was yeah, the, the, it was the, the yeah. madman. Was it Michael yeah. Hamilton? With, with the airplane. It, you, yeah. From the crushed. musical Hamilton, that's yeah. right. The guy yeah. from the yeah. musical Hamilton, he, he, who was also crushed, in Airplane 2. Yeah, yeah. He, he crashed that airplane into the school, that's I remember. Right. Yeah. I am not firing all cylinders today. <laughs> to say that school is best known for something it is then not related to. But my point still stands. Hang on, are you thinking of Lockerbie? <laughs> yes! Yes! yes. Yes. That's so, school. Go well, on. Well, it was just the equivalent of Lockerbie. That, that's my point. <laughs> if you do want to pick that up again, that's, we can do that. That's fine. Um, I'm quite happy for that. to stand <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, as long as you don't mind looking like a dick. Look, yeah, what that. I genuinely had to say was probably not as entertaining as that, but so let's leave it in. <laughs> there, was, there was one moment during the VT right at the beginning, they had the talk and everything, and then the voiceover went, so what's Rod's secret? Over the past 50 years, Rod Stewart has sold more than 250 million records worldwide as a solo artist, making him one of the most successful singers of all time. 
So, what's his secret? And I was thinking, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, Penny Lancaster, though, I think I know Rod's secret, right? Because Penny mm. Lancaster was then filmed in presumably their house saying, um, well, the thing about Rod is that he's always been so respectful of women. Yes. Mm. That was her key line. Very keen to say that. She telling, was. telling, mm. wasn't it? And then they immediately cut to video footage of Rod Stewart on stage with a string section of ladies playing strings, all dressed as schoolgirls. What I've always loved about him is his traditional manners and being such a gentleman and respectful of women. Oh, <laughs> nice. And I was like, yeah. that is a, that's an editor's juxtaposition <laughs> joke right there. He's <laughs> very respectful of women. Look at this footage of him with women yeah. dressed as schoolgirls. I like that it. he probably insisted on I it. love the music. It sounds great. But is there anything we can do about the costumes the <laughs> ladies are wearing? I'm thinking schoolgirls. Yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of um, him and Ronnie Wood as well, which I would like to address. When, he said, when the guy said, him and Ronnie are just like two schoolboys. Yeah, wearing fucking hideous latex masks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that legitimises the schoolgirls. Why I are they doing a film that continually references schoolgirls and schoolboys and schools um, with two ageing rockers? But, I mean, why is this hidden dog whistle that's going off? But then, yeah, yeah, but then Penny Lancaster also said, and the thing is, you know, I look at him, I look at, I look at Rod, and I think, oh, you know, Maggie May came out the year I was born. Oh. I know. Maggie May came out the, the very month, the year I was born. And I often sit back in awe of and admiration of what he's been able to produce and sustain for so long. As years have gone by, I mean, he's turning 75 soon. Oh. I know. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, 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 Rod Stewart then said a swear mm. on, did. on mm. the sofa. But ordinarily, as we know from watching The One Show a lot, Matt Baker will shut anything oh, down. absolutely. Remotely furious. not tea time friendly. Mm. Uh, but Rod Stewart was talking about getting laryngitis. And he said, if you're a singer like like me, if you get laryngitis, you're buggered. Mm. And I, my, my, I perked up and thought, hello, Matt's going to make a face. Didn't. Just, yeah. it just, he carried uh, on. You had a bit of a, a, a tough week last week. Had to pull out of yeah. Royal Variety. Yeah, disappointing because yeah, I wanted to course. sing with Robbie. But, you know, yeah. my job, if you get uh, laryngitis... You're buggered. Yeah, you can't do it. Anybody else can go to work, but I can't. Yeah, for so, sure. And nobody know said a word. And mm. like, this is this isn't the mat we've grown to love, is it? This isn't Matt. Well, you know, you should have got no, 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 no. Uh, Shut your fucking potty mouth, <laughs> you septuagenarian leopard skin cunt. That's <laughs> what he should have said. You see, farmers, farmers, buggered is not a swear word, is it? They're all like, oh, they got a bugger up there. And, uh, and, uh. So Matt, Matt, again, just a sort of like a totally tone deaf to what a swear word is, because that's the most rural of the swear words, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I think I, last time we talked about Rod Stewart on the modern show. Mm. Um, I was here. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. get you in whenever it's Rod Stewart yeah, week, Alex. Yeah. We know. I'm, Didn't I'm, he sue you on. after that show? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 ongoing. I haven't helped myself. <laughs> I have not helped myself. But did I, I told you the story about him in the wardrobe? Didn't I? Yes. Did I tell that on here? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to go there again. No. But suffice to say, go back through the the last you know the last year of episodes. Listen to them consecutively. <laughs> I mean, you know, that could bring us upwards of a pound thirty if everyone did. <laughs> So, yeah. 
We won't tell you what episode it is. But he did say on this episode... Um, he loves uh, love sugar puffs. Yeah, that was... That was <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right. I remember now. Uh, he uh, was talking about his dad. And Matt asked him a question about the album, about his dad or something. And Rod Stewart said, oh, I haven't seen... You know, obviously, I haven't, um, I haven't seen my dad for a while because he's dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I feel know, a bit emotional. It was. It was incredibly oh, emotional God. actually watching that with you, especially yeah. certainly when you saw your dad there yeah, as well. And you me, said, yeah. 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 I haven't seen him for a while because he's been dead. No. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely laughed at that. <laughs> I did as well. Well, that's yeah, great. That was really good. And he said, but my dad used to talk to me about being a musician and, you know, and, and, and what I was doing. And uh, he didn't mention drugs. Because he was always there. You know, giving, pushing me and pushing was me, it, yeah. but also warning me about the, the, the downfalls in the music business. Mm-hmm. It may not mm-hmm. last forever. There's drink. He didn't mention drugs, but. My dad. And I was, I was like, well, you should listen to my wardrobe story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you did all those sugar yes. puffs in a wardrobe. Did, um, I mean, did Matt ask him about his dad? Rod Stewart is about 80. The, 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 the chances his dad is... How, do you think his dad's like 165? We've just not heard. No one's gone on about that. He's still dancing and singing in his retirement home. Yeah, and Penny Lancaster wants to do him. <laughs> uh, uh, can I have a shout-out for um, Donnie Lonigan? Uh, yes, yes. Please have a shout-out for Donnie Lonigan. There was a track that you heard at home that kind of started it all for you. Down the rock island line, there it is. <laughs> the Rock Island Line. Donnie Lonigan. Lonnie Donigan. Donnie Lonigan. <laughs> Donnie Lonigan. Bless him. You know the skipple player, Donnie Lonigan. <laughs> Aren't you thinking about the piffle slayer? <laughs> um, this, was a, this was a Scanlon moment. Scanlon had a few moments this oh, week. Oh, she had another one on Thursday, though, yeah. where she said uh, Naomi's best, uh, good friend, Mandel. But for you, that humanitarian side came from your, your good friend. Mandel, or Nelson Mandela. Yeah, N- N- Nelson Mandel. <laughs> Mandel, Nelson Mandela. Uh, yeah, Donnie Lonigan. She Donnie said, yeah. Lonigan. And, and uh, what was good about this, what's telling was mm. that clearly Scanlon had been briefed to talk about yep. musical influences with Rod Stewart. That were but beyond her ken. Absolutely no idea what she was talking about. She will have looked at Lonnie Donigan and gone, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. Lonnie yeah. is not a first name. I'll yeah. correct this. Yeah. Donnie Lonigan. Donnie Lonigan. <laughs> big fan of Donnie Lonigan. And then, then they had to talk about Long John Baldry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and and she, you know, they were going, oh, Long John. She's like, oh, Long John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who yeah. they are. Ah, Jonglon. <laughs> back to a Twickenham railway station. Mm-hmm. I'd just been down to see Long John Baldry, who discovered me. Mm-hmm. And I owe it all to him. I really do. Gosh. Long John. Mm-hmm. Round of applause for Long John. Long John Baldry. The great thing about that is there's a weird sort of thing about the one show, and it does have that thing that anything can come up in it. But when they're talking about the 60s British blues explosion at tea time, and with two people who've never heard of it before, and Rod Stewart, of course, believes that everyone understands, yeah. oh, yeah, probably everyone's sitting around and you're talking about the Grand Bond organisation <laughs> or whatever. Just uh, that sort of makes me like the one show a little bit, yeah. only because it's where else would you hear that stuff? That's true. You know, Weirdly, there was, um, the uh, was it Wednesday? And they announced the death of Clive James and Gary Rose. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, at the yeah. start. Did you see this I didn't one? see Wednesdays, no. Well, they, they sort of said um, two titans of television have, have, have passed away today, we're just hearing. Uh, the first is Gary Rhodes, and they said, and the second is Clive James. And they did, a, it was Amal Raj and, and um, 
Angela Scanlon. Yeah. I didn't see Matt Baker or Alex Jones at all on this. It was like proper sort of substitute teacher week for me. And they were saying Clive James, you know, was a wonderful guy and he's full of joie de vivre and known as a poet, a TV critic and this, that, the other. And then they said, uh, so here's a clip of him on his last appearance on The One Show. I think it was in 2006 and it was with Charles and Bleakley. Yeah. And they just showed a little clip. I haven't got a head full of facts. And I think it's very important to keep facts out of your head so there's room for thought. There is a difference, you know. Yeah. When you think about it, the most boring people you know are the ones who know all the facts about something. Yeah. 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 You spend exactly five minutes with them at a party and then you start looking for someone yeah. else. But wild, inconsidered opinions based on no facts at all. Can we just Yes, you, can, you, you can hear a lot of that. It's called the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, it showed up how much better the one show was, where there were two adults having a conversation that was sparky, and it wasn't that thing of stop, start, here's a new question, doesn't follow on from what you just said. Yeah. It was Charles having a matey chat with Clive James. And it struck me, there's nowhere doing interviews with people like Clive James anymore. Mm, so yeah. you wouldn't get Clive James coming on any other show than the one show. And I was thinking there must be like 20 years of deaths are going to be, here's his last TV appearance, here's her last TV appearance, and it's going to be them sitting on the one show. Yeah. Just a really weird little bit. The, the Clive James bit was good. They clearly, Gary Rhodes hadn't been on the one show. So <laughs> at the end, they played a little clip from local radio where the guy had, uh, you know, someone had asked him a question along the lines of what would you want your legacy to be after your death? Yeah. And so it was very on the nose. But... <laughs> It was the right clips he used because he's talking about, you know, his legacy after his death, but it said nothing in it. But hopefully if I'm up there looking down and uh, I'll, I'll realise that I did make some form of impression and added something to the catering industry. And that's what they went yeah. out on. Yeah. And again, I thought, you know, OK, you didn't have him on the one show. Don't use that. No. It's so flat. And all yeah. we're going to remember, really, is the other guy that died on the day that Clive James and Jonathan Miller did. They that's always go in threes, don't they? Yeah. yeah. yeah they that didn't... was a hell of a day, wasn't it? <laughs> they did not mention Jonathan Miller. <laughs> so I think there was a, <laughs> a level of where they were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, we talk about the British Blues explosion all you want, but, but like beyond the fringe yeah. and then <laughs> opera directing. <laughs> Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com.
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. What was the segue to the Clive James thing that they just go like, you remember Margarita Prakatan? Well, <laughs> the bald guy behind the desk used to sit there with her. They were straight on there. I mean, what was, what was sort of odd about it is when they talk about like TV titans, you are acutely aware that this is a tribute that is never going to be paid to the people who are doing it today. Yeah. You know, I, uh, God bless. I don't, you know, you want Angela Scanlon to live to be a hundred, but when she goes, people aren't going to be going, we lost a TV titan, no, you know, today. We lost Scandula Anlon. <laughs> <laughs> In a tragic rickshaw accident. <laughs> good, good segue just after that where they oh, just went, uh, okay, well, that, that's it. And as Clive would say, the show must go on. Right now, as Clive would say, the show must go on. A, don't think I ever heard Clive say that. <laughs> but B, he certainly wouldn't have fucking said it about the Wonder Show when Amal and Andrea are fucking presenting it. No. Uh, and Rod Stewart got a name. He fucked up a name as well. So mm. he was talking about his uh, orca- new album he's done with an orchestra, London Philharmonic. Oh yeah. And he said, um, <clears throat> "It's all the wonderful, you know, the wonderful arrangements on this album. The, you know, the, the strings that um, Julian." Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't remember his name. If you, it will be written on your thing. He said, pointing at their cards. It wasn't written on their thing. Of course not. Of course not. What you've decided to do is record with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. So why that style of music to celebrate this iconic? Well, it's, it's still all my music. It's Mm -hmm. just the, uh, the strings, the wonderful arrangements that Julian, and I can't remember his second name. Can you have a look on the thing? He's made the, the songs come yeah, he's no one. This guy who's been so influential for this album. Can't remember his name. <laughs> Julian Strings. That's what I'm calling him. Strulian Jings. I think that's him. I think that's him. Strulian Jings is actually the uh, Conservative MP for Redruth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then we had the weird thing with his shoe. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. brilliant. Right. So... Nice socks. Well, this was the thing. So, so what I was. Do you think I'm socksy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so Scanlon t- talked about, you know, his, uh, his, his, his sartorial elegance. Mm-hmm. So he's mostly just leopard print, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and she talked about shoes, which we, we'd sort of seen when he walked in, but no one taking any notice. So she drew attention to it, said, your shoes are amazing. Mm. And, and she said, oh, sorry. She sort of apologized to the director down the barrel of the camera going, sorry, sorry, realizing how television works. In other words, there was no camera to do that <laughs> because no one had set the shot up because she just threw it in there. I like your shoes. No one was pointing at the shoes. So. He tried to help, mm. right, by taking a shoe off and holding it up to the camera, just as the cameraman went to the shoe. <laughs> and the director cut to the shoe on camera two or whatever. Mm. So now we're looking at his sock, which is being fumbled with, <laughs> while he takes the shoe out of shot to hold up. To, it was a, it was just a fucking mess. But these shoes, you haven't lost your your interest. Would you like to uh, have a look oh, at your the shoes? flamboyant. Oh, they're going to kill me for no, for going oh, to yeah. shoes. No, 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 no. They right. are yeah, the socks are not bad either. Pair of brogues. <laughs> Fair brogues, lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> what, 
It was worth it, though. It was. It was so worth it. 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 I mean, I've got an image there of him taking off like an alligator skin shoe, (laughs) holding it up, and then going down to his his bare foot, which just looks like alligator skin. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of repulsive joke. Sort of. There's Penny Lancaster at home going, (laughs) flicking herself off to Rod's Rod's alligator toes. It's like a mummy's foot. Rough. Woof, woof. There's that picture of your dad who's 150. (laughs) I'm sure she's lovely. I'm sure sure she's lovely. But she was born on the day that Maggie made it. She was. Just saying saying that. And then then they brought on the, the... Well... I, I think it was a surprise. I don't think Rod knew because mm. his reaction was sort of genuine to this. So they talked about, um, was it, was, was it Maggie May? Was it Maggie? What song was it that, anyway, some hit or other that he, that yeah, he, it was Maggie it, May. It was Maggie yeah, May. it was Maggie May. Um, Rod said, well, of course, it wasn't me that wrote it. That was written by this guy called Mike Darbo. Yeah. Right. And they said, oh, well, funny that because here he is. And in came Mike Darbo. Mike Darbo, bless him, wrote yeah. a beautiful song. Yeah. He's a lovely and people guy. People still actually, love it all around yeah. the world. He's, yeah. a, he's a good lad, is he? He yeah. is a good chap. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you it. said that because he's actually here. Nice! Just a, just a bloke it looks like a retired accountant or whatever just walk, walked in and that's fine old man and guest nice. number two <laughs> there he was and, uh, and then they you know they, so they had a hug and then they talked about the success of the song and he and, and you know that was that was fine and then they got confused as to who recorded the song first because he'd made a deal to give it to someone called Chris Farlow mm. which Rod had already said but then he came on and said, well, because we did that deal with Chris Farlow, and so you didn't do it first. And Rod said, well, I thought I did it first. And he was like, you just, this is, again, there's just a mess going on here. John, no one had control of this conversation. I promised the song to, Roy, uh, to Chris Farlow first, hadn't I? Oh, so he didn't record it. I did it. No, he recorded it first. That's right, that's what I thought. And so I said to Rod, you can't record it because I'm about to put out the Rod Stewart, the Chris Farlow version. Yeah. And then they finished that bit. Yeah. Cut back to, to Angela and Matt trying to get to the next bit. But Rod and Mike just forgot they were on television and just started having a catch-up. Rod's album, You're In My Heart. It's the perfect name for the album. It's out now. Okay, man, where are you living now? Well, we've just spoken. Oh, yeah. I'm having a good old chin. We have a chat. Whole point. Yes, the whole point. We're putting together. See there, Mike. See where you are. Mike, sit down. Crack on. We're going to chat about one of your other loves, Rod. You might want to have a little. And Rod just went, where are you living now? You're in old Gloucester. I just had to chat. It's amazing. Maybe there's something wrong with you that you're not interested in the minutiae of the 1960s British blues explosion. <laughs> but, but, but when, when the, the, like the, the story of whether Chris Farlow or Rod Stewart first re-recorded Maggie May, when did that cease being the most important thing <laughs> for young men to talk about? Crazy. Oh my yeah. god, it was such a. And Matt's face though, when he tried to pull it back. Mm. In terms of they, they were just having a chat and they tried to make light of the fact that they were just, and Angela said, oh, they're just having a little chat over there because they, it was on two shot of them. But you could just hear this stuff like Gloucestershire going on <laughs> in the background. And then, but Matt, they, they, they went into a film about a fucking light railway. Of course, uh, of course. Uh, Rod, um, Rod Stewart, you've got to bring them out. You've yeah, got to get them out somewhere. God's sake. And, uh, and, but Matt's face going into that film, I mean, he, he was livid. He'd lost control of the whole thing. Really? Didn't look happy. There was, there was not one happy. bit during that conversation they had, I, remember, I wrote down here, um, just so I made note of it. The 60s sounded great. Mike, do you not agree with me? You grew up in the 60s. Weren't the 60s break, breakthrough time? Everything was new, fashion, music, I loved it. everything. 
Yeah. I really was. <laughs> Why has no one mentioned that before? Uh, yeah, that if, like... if only there was some way that they could have preserved the music of the 60s for a isn't, bit. Isn't it? Yeah. What a damn shame. There is a thing with Rod Stewart where they always bring him on and every television show that has him on thinks that they ha- are the first to break the news that he's into model railways yeah. massively. And it, it's a thing that happens, I would say, every time Rod Stewart is on TV where they'll sort of go, now, you've got a rather interesting hobby. And they expect him to go, oh, no. Oh, no, please. <laughs> he like This year, he was on the front of Model Railway, yeah. you know, collecting magazine. He yeah. is a huge... He talks about his He was on Jeremy Vine a few weeks ago talking yeah. about Model Railway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's always too. that slight thing where they're going, you're not going to believe this. Whenever they're like, we've got an interesting fact about Rod Stewart, I'm like, well, it's going to be his Model Railway. There it is. Or the wardrobe with the sugar puffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was on last time, do you remember they talked about, we talked about it, there was a Model Railway society that yeah. got vandalised yeah. overnight yes. and they... And Rod Stewart gave £10,000 to help them. That's right. Rebuild their shitty fucking train set. (laughs) (laughs) It was self-sabotaged, I believe. (laughs) So, but then they got, because now we're six months down the line or whatever it is, they, down the line. Yeah. Very good. good. So they, um, they got the guy, the president of this society on the show to come and say thank you to Rod. To account for the missing funds. (laughs) (laughs) And so they had a bit of film of that and stuff, but, they then presented him with um with with a, a, a plaque saying that he was an honorary member of the the North Yorkshire Pickering Model Railway Society. Yeah. Got you. And then Rod sort of had to feign interest in that. We want to make so you an honorary well. member of the club. Oh bless you. Right? That's so gorgeous. Gorgeous. Have a look, guys. There you are. There you look at that. <laughs> and to be fair to me, pulled it off pretty well, I thought. Yeah. Mm. I gotta say this though, I mean I'm not by any means a fan of model railways but Rod Stewart's railway does look bloody impressive it does mm. actually yeah, it does doesn't a it pictures, didn't they? Yeah. yeah yeah it does and the fact that he, he, he said he, he, he takes it on bits of it on tour with I know him, that was weird and they hire out an entire hotel's room wherever yeah. he goes so he can build some railway in it and paint some shit yeah yeah I mean I do I believe that I don't know <laughs> I mean, isn't that just a thing you say to people and then they go, oh, how sweet, and they don't, you know, if I was yeah. on tour, I'd be off my box on, like, massive amounts of drugs. Oh, I mean, the, the, the buildings you made don't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, like, three walls that go yeah. in one line. And... <laughs> this is the Columbia Express train. <laughs> yeah. What does it deliver? It delivers a huge amount of powder <laughs> to my nose every 30 seconds. <laughs> Time Here flies by when you're the driver of a train. What do you mean? along with your cargo of cocaine. <laughs> what do you mean it's delayed I think half man half biscuit wrote uh, so then there was a film speaking of railways then we went to a film with Scarlett Douglas was yeah. presenting it and who, I who, to, who is Scarlett Douglas Scarlett is one of their presenters I asked the same question of myself right. and the answer I did I mean I'd just go well it's one of their presenters yeah but she she jumped out of the screen because she was wearing a a bright I'm gonna it wasn't really a colour. I'm just gonna say it was I'm gonna say the word aquafresh. Right. Right. It was a sort of minty coloured <laughs> fur coat that was sort of yeah. eye shatteringly green. With fuck the Pope painted on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bold choice. You could <laughs> you could taste the coat. You could. <laughs> it, you could. Yeah. it was a minty coat. Yeah. But she was wearing bright orange gloves with it. Ooh. And she just looked stupid. Is she is she like fourteen? Is she really sort of young and no, 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 I don't know what was going on. So she's either like a kid making her own choices or yeah. she's a, 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 an older lady who has lost the fucking plot. Yeah. Right. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. And they sent her to North Yorkshire to do a film for the one show on what she said was a design concept that was unique and hadn't been done before. Mm. And what this design concept was, which we learned they, they employed 
a conceptual designer to put this together. And what it was, was some blokes had put some Christmas fairy lights on the outside of a steam train. The winter nights are drawing in, but here in Pickering, the Northern Lights Express will soon be rocketing down the tracks. It's being decorated with over 30,000 lights. This is the idea of concept designer Andrew Pooley. And that it all through the countryside is a Christmas Santa Express. Yeah, was it loaded with cocaine? No. I mean, that could be the only reason it was dreamt up. <laughs> but it didn't... It, it's like all you've done is tie some Christmas lights. I know. The, to the, the outside of a steam train. Yeah. My, note, my notes here, I got, wrapping a load of Christmas lights around a train does not a festive treat make. <laughs> no, but it's also not a concept design. Like, no. We'll just put some lights on that train. Yeah. To be fair, in the mist and in the snow and stuff, it looked quite magical. Yeah. And I was quite won over well, by it in the end. But, no, not really. No, it, looked like well, a, not, it looked like a house that was Christmas time. It looked like a chaff's house. Yes, it looked like a chaff's house. It was like the, the really yeah. thick Christmas yeah. like tubing type yeah. lights. Yeah. Oh, I And there was no... I mean, there was like... A diamond shape that they had, but they could have put something in the middle of that. There was nothing. It was literally just Christmas lights. So are they, are they, is this for orphans or something? No, it's, no. For, it's for train idiots. Yeah. It's, so it's for train yeah. people. Train yeah. people don't train deserve people. anything. Train people. And they'll just be going, oh, it's scratching the enamel. One of the cars. <laughs> don't, don't, don't mess with their yeah. trains. Rod looked really horrified. <laughs> yeah. right. One of the questions within the film was, how did you come up with the idea? I mean, this oh, not, my all God. you've done is Put some lights on a train. It's not an idea. It's, a th- it's like a thing people would do. If weirdly, if you've done it on houses, that seems like a like a step beyond the fact you do it on a vehicle. Yeah. I think the vehicle is a step down. I think this is going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a chav's day out. And then what were we on to next? We were on to, well, Sports Personality of the Year, of Crandish. course, which uh, got a couple of minutes at the end, yeah, didn't it? Ka- that was about Ka- Katarina Johnson-Thompson. Well done for saying it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not interested in that whatsoever. And, nope. and it didn't fail. Oh, yeah. It didn't win me over. It, it was just the name that so. got me. It really Katrina was. Katrina Johnson Thompson. Yeah, Katrina yeah. And then two people, Kaz and Steve. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> two people. Two people. Kaz and Steve rocked up at the end because they uh, he proposed to her at a Rod Stewart concert yeah. by being on the opposite side of the arena yep. and holding up a sheet. A sheet. You see, will you marry me? With this, on I, it. I reckon he just took a punt. There's a lot of love out there, not just for you, but also uh, between your fans. Because we, we're joined by a couple here. This is Kez and Stephen. And uh, I don't know who wants... Do you want to tell the story, Stephen? Yeah. What happened? Go on. Um, it was the Rod Stewart concert in... Uh, sorry, Sir Rod Stewart concert in June. <laughs> and uh, I proposed to my fiancé. He didn't actually know her. No. <laughs> he, he just bought that sign, took it to the concert, will you marry me? And someone had a yes and a no. And, went, yeah. and then Penny Lancaster came in from the film to, you know, uh, snort yeah. the dust of Rod... <laughs> <laughs> off the sofa, like, off the train set of love. Yeah, well, listen, we, we, your wife is here, actually. Uh, Penny, are you there? Yes, let's hear it for Penny Lancaster. Didn't you? <laughs> and uh, it was, and then it was it was about the teenage cancer trust, and then we were over. <laughs> I mean, with Penny Lancaster, it was almost like Penny Lancaster. Thanks for coming. Yeah, bye. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Mm. She was, show, oh. me, show me your alligator foot again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I do it once, a, once every six That's... weeks? Otherwise, the osteoarthritis is crippling. <laughs> Come on, Rod, make it go in and out of me like a train in a tunnel. Come. <laughs> Penny, let's see my dad's. Take my dad up. I'm going to wrap him in up. fairy lights for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, horrific. Uh, horrific. Uh, we wonder why this podcast isn't mainstream. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you watched Wednesday. What else happened? Yeah, well, Wednesday was like a surgery special, which was as boring as you can imagine. Oh, I wish I watched it. You, oh, well, I tell you what. I mean, you think it gets boring because it's surgery, but also one of the key surgeries was about Andy Murray, the tennis player. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, do you know what? From the Lockerbie disaster. <laughs> from the Lockerbie, <laughs> from the Lockerbie disaster, where the man shot everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with the with, with the dangerous dog in, in a hundred foot. <laughs> isn't that one where, isn't that one where the uh, the plane crashed now to eat each other? 
exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, uh, uh, Andy Murray, when they announced him, I go, oh, Christ, here we go. Andy Murray's on TV. This is not his natural home. Yeah. And over the years, I've had a grudging respect for him for his lack of interest in being good on telly. But I, I, I sort of <laughs> find that quite admirable. But he came in and they held, uh, they had the audience holding tennis rackets aloft, like uh, a sort of, like, like if you were a tennis nut and you were getting married in a stupid tennis themed ceremony, <laughs> you'd go through the, the guard of honor underneath the, yeah. And he looked, he looked genuinely like, oh, Christ, about that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sir Andy Murray! <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You're a busy man. Yeah. And he sat down. He looks like that about everything. He does. And he sat down. He looked like he was about to be told, uh, unfortunately, due to the changes in the global economy, we're going to have to let you go from this, 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 you know, HR job. He just sat there with just this look of, oh God, I hope this is over soon, you know. And they, they said to him, sort of, Angela would go, thanks for joining us. I mean, you're such a busy man. And he said, yeah. Been a busy few days, busy few weeks, actually. Like that, and just killing the mood <laughs> yep. immediately. She said, um, she talked about he's got a new, new child. Right. He's the first person I've ever seen on television, especially as a celebrity. When they say you've got a new baby, how is it? That he went, Oh, well, you know, it's a big change. We just got sorted on the last lot and, you know, this has come along. Is <laughs> he managing to enjoy it? It's, it's just different. It's, it's different. Having two, um, or, Second daughter is two years old. First one is four, um, and then sort of we're, we're sort of getting settled into a bit of routine, and then and so as I said, <laughs> so you've got a documentary, new baby, uh, this, that, the other. Have you been doing the night feeds? And he started rubbing his eye. He went, no, I, I haven't been the last few weeks, but it's been you know, like I said, really busy. Still doing the night feeds? Um, <laughs> I haven't the last the uh, last few weeks, but yeah, it's been um, like I said, yeah, really really busy <laughs> by that point i'm going is he like sort of like like andy kaufman where <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's sort of going i'm gonna have the persona of the world's most boring man knowing that i'm continually going to be on television it was hard to watch wow. but once you sort of click into there was a, this funny video where the the survivors of the um uh, school shootings <laughs> in america who are now at dunblane primary school they <laughs> They were, which they never mentioned in the thing. They didn't, never, didn't mention that. That was the point I was trying to get across before it all went fucking terrible. <laughs> they, they didn't mention it. So you know, he's, he's, he's Andy Murray's old school, Dumblane Primary School. Here are the children of Dumblane yeah. Primary School. They showed the thing and the kids were going, well, he really inspires us. You know, he told us we can do the tennis. And there was a bit weird bit where it's almost like he's on the curriculum. One of the children was going, when he was younger, he had problems with his bones. And there was a drawing <laughs> one of them had done of a tennis player that was just made up of like a skeleton he had quite a lot of growing pains when he started playing but he obviously was good but he had to fight quite hard <laughs> it was weird it was weird and i really thought they were going to go as you can see from this picture the scars of the dumbbell tragedy <laughs> are still oh. strong i couldn't i could not work it they didn't mention it oh. and maybe that's fair enough maybe it is it, it does seem like an old thing but to people like of my my generation who i don't know really what it is <laughs> when <laughs> questions different disaster <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I thought it was actually a real shame. Yeah. Um, they did say, you know, are you enjoying fatherhood? And he went, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was sort of amazing. 
And right here is where we'll hard exit part one of this week's The The One Show show without a deal. No, wait, there is a deal. And the deal is that we'll be back tomorrow with part two. You, my friend, are a kindly soul. We know that. And we love you. And we thank you for listening to this. I mean, since we were last in your ears, there have been, and I have checked, three million new podcasts added per day. In fact, the Labour Party in their manifesto said that if they get in, they're going to plant another two billion podcasts in the next year. And it's good, isn't it? Because there simply aren't enough podcasts. And if just some of them could be by middle-aged white men, that would be the cherry on the pod cake, wouldn't it? But please rate and review us on iTunes, and we only accept five stars. See you tomorrow for part two. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Bagpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. Boys mustn't hesitate bashing their head like this. You can't tell me what to do, you ain't my mother! I love it when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up with a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. GreatBigOwl.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.